Well, hello, America. This is your host, Mark Gunnigan, and here we are again, The Daily Answer. And, you know, our culture has a knack for renaming sins and giving them nice and polite designations. Well, I'm a little tipsy. I mean you're drunk? Um, well, we're living together. I mean fornication? Um, well, they had an affair. You mean adultery? You know, God has been clear such things do separate you from a relationship with him. And if not forsaken, they can end up condemning you forever. Not only that, but causing a lot of misery in this life. And in the first Corinthians chapter six, verse nine, it says, or do you not know that in righteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? That is not going to make it to heaven. Do not be deceived. Don't let the culture, don't let anybody lie to you about this. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Good news, next verse, and such were some of you, is that those things don't have to dominate you for the rest of your life. They don't have to be your future. Uh, They don't have to be your present either. And also in the book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19, it talks about the deeds of the flesh, which include immorality, impurity, sensuality. And then it says in verse 21, and things like these of which I forewarned you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Again, kind of a do not be deceived sort of emphasis. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words or arguments that are filled with words but have no real moral eternal foundation. Just human opinion, that's all it is. Feelings, kind of this temporary cultural sort of fad. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And that goes back to verse 5. You know what certainty, that is, this is absolutely sure. There's no question about this, and this never changes. That no immoral or impure person or covetous man who's an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Another one of those, man, don't let anyone deceive you. Don't let anyone lie to you. That's continually stressed. Don't believe what the culture says about this. Believe what God says. These are timeless truths. Doesn't matter when you live. Doesn't matter where you live. These are timeless truths. Now, before you're tempted to think that God is overreacting, and that is a temptation. Well, okay, but you know, nobody's perfect. Remember, he created. He created us. He also created things like marriage, and he created sexuality. Okay, remember that. He created your body. He also created the spirit. So he created all of you. And he sees all the fallout. He sees all the consequences. And there's a lot of unintended consequences. There's a lot of consequences that you don't realize. Oh, I didn't realize that was part of the package. And those consequences don't just happen for the days and the weeks and the months that follow, they happen years out, decades out, even 
generations out they can last. And God sees all of that. And you and I, we don't, we don't necessarily see that. Someone noted recently concerning like adultery that people often talk about being an affair. And I don't even know what that means. Like <laughs> an affair kind of sounds like a party, right? Kind of event you're having that adultery shatters the past, present, and the future. It, it affects all of those time references in a negative manner. Because in a marriage, you naturally, in a marriage, you're building your life around another person. And, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's what commitment is. Now, it doesn't mean that you're completely relying upon them for everything. You still have your own free will and you still have your area of responsibility. Doesn't mean they do your thinking now for you, etc. Okay. But it does mean that you're building, you're, you're combining your finances. You're buying a house together. You're buying a car together. You have children together. Okay. Well, that means your lives are now intertwined. And that is not a bad thing. Okay. That, that's the way it should be. And so you're, you're planning your present, you're planning this week and next year and your future together. And what adultery does and what divorce does, particularly divorce not for scriptural reasons or the scriptural reason, is that it, it just tears all that apart. You see, to commit to someone and then you're building your life together with them and your, your finances are together and the raising the kids together and all of that and your house is together and your car is together um, and then at some point they betray you or opt out what they're doing is is that they're tearing your world you're they're tearing your present apart you're also tearing your future apart and maybe that's one reason why unbelieving couples very cynical and skeptical couples keep their finances separate and they have a plan B in place because it's almost they're anticipating or they're preparing themselves when the other party betrays them. And th that must be a horrible way to live. Like, I just know you're going to stab me in the back one day. And so I'm just bracing myself for the stab in the back. That also might be one reason that many current unbelieving individuals refuse to marry for they are afraid. And I've heard young men talk about this. And I think there's probably young women too that, well, here, so I trust and commit to you. And then you're just going to rip your heart out. You know, I'm, I remember one young man in a meetup, he just said, uh, well, you know, what if I marry someone and then get cancer and they forsake me? Boy, is that a, and, and, and maybe that says a lot about our culture. Maybe that says a lot about the men and women that they see out there that are pretty selfish and flippant and don't want to do hard things. And well, if you get cancer, man, I'm going because I'm not, I'm not taking care of that. I'm not helping you through that process. Yet. Adultery also destroys the past for, well, here, here is the person that you thought you knew more than anybody else. You were more intimate with this person than anybody else. 
I mean, even with the family you came from, clearly you have, you had a close relationship with your mom and dad, but a spouse is different, okay? Uh, there's an intimacy, obviously, there's a sexual intimacy, but there's also a an intimacy at a different level than emotional and conversational, right? And the thing is, though, if they betray you and you find out, ooh, they've been living a double secret life, all of a sudden what that does is, is, well, wait a minute. If I don't know the person that I thought I knew the best, better than anybody else, the person I spent more time with than anybody else, well, do I know anyone? And that really shatters your world. That is, was my entire past with that individual a lie? And not only that, then, then, it, then it makes you start wondering, well, is everything a lie? Was it all just a big lie? And it also, I think, unfortunately, it shakes. It really shakes your confidence and trusting and knowing anyone. Is everyone faking it? Can anyone be trusted? And the, the good news is, yes, people can be trusted. That you, you can trust God. That's first of all right there. You can trust your heavenly father. Okay. You can trust your soul to a faithful creator. And, and that to me, that would be one reason to become a Christian, like today's reason to become a Christian, because you can trust him. And that, yeah, there are people out there that you can trust. Doesn't mean they're perfect. Okay. But there are definitely people out there that you can trust. And if you're a Christian, then you can also have some confidence in yourself because that's something else. Can I even trust me? And so I tell people like, I don't trust anyone 100% and I don't trust me 100% like my feelings and emotions. I certainly don't trust that 100% in my opinions. I do trust God, what God has said in scripture. I do trust that 100%. And I love there's a statement in 1 Peter chapter 1 that makes a good point. There's nothing wrong with trusting people. We need to have a level of trust and confidence in other people. Okay. But it says there in 1 Peter chapter 1, it says at the end of verse 21, so that your faith and hope are in God. My faith, the bulk of my faith is in God and scripture. The bulk of my faith is not in other people. Neither is the bulk of my faith in me. And so I really wanted us to think like adultery is not an innocent, whoops, nobody's perfect sort of thing. You, you can really destroy a person's present and their future. Well, the future I was planning on now, I'm going to have to do it without them. If you have God, you've got that, but they're not there. And the, you know, the home that I bought with them, we've got to sell that or split that up. And the finances that I messed with them, well, now I only got half of what I thought I had, right? And supporting two households is far more expensive than supporting one. And then it, it throws the kids' lives into chaos. Well, and not only that, but if you can't trust mom and dad to stay together, Man, that that just upsets your whole world. And so, boy, when you when you opt out of a marriage, you've just completely undercut your children's confidence in things like the home and the family and other people. You've just gutted that.
And particularly if you profess to be a Christian, you've just shaken their whole confidence in Christianity and God. You've just done that as well. There's a lot at stake here. And no wonder in the book of Malachi, we have some Jewish men that were leaving their Jewish wives for pagan women. And in Malachi chapter 2, God is very clear. God's very clear there. Um, in verse 14, it says, you know, for what reason? Because the Lord has been a witness between you and the wife of your youth against whom you have dealt treacherously. It is like the ultimate human betrayal to commit to someone to stand up before people and make an oath and promise what it man. Now your word's no good. Why should I even trust you? The most serious oath that you ever made, you did not keep or about. Let me rephrase that a little bit, because the most serious oath that you could ever make is your commitment to God. But, well. That and leaving a mate are basically kind of the same thing, right? I mean, they fall in the same category. You you committed to God, you were going to live the Christian life, and you opt out on a marriage. Yeah, you betrayed them, but you betrayed God too, because God says in verse 16, I hate divorce. And particularly for divorce, that it's not for like, you don't have a scriptural cause to leave. They did not cheat on you, Matthew chapter 19, verse 9. And it's it's treachery. It's betrayal. It's it's stabbing in the back, underhanded dealing. Um, the only the other thing is that what that can do to another person is that, well, why didn't I see the red flags? I mean, why didn't I pick up on the double life this person was living living, and how did I miss that? And why was I fooled? And why did I did not notice what was going on? And all of a sudden, there's tremendous self-doubt even in their own abilities and so in one act you've destroyed the person's present and you've destroyed their future or you have to rebuild that you've certainly destroyed the past was that all a lie and you've also destroyed whatever confidence they had in their own judgment and ability and picking up on the red flags no wonder, no wonder it's called. And is God overreacting? Well, as you ponder all of that, well, absolutely not. Is God overreacting? No wonder God says, I hate it because I see it. I see the other person just devastated. I see you destroying yourself. I see the kids. I see the kids devastated. And I see that sometimes going to grandkids, second generation, third generation, fourth generation, fifth generation. I see the effects of that. Man, call it what it is, man. Call it what it is and keep your commitments and keep that commitment to the wife or the husband of your youth. There's a lot writing on that. Yeah. Like your soul, their soul, the soul of your kids. And how about this? How about the fate of civilization? Rest on that as well. Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Till next time, see you in the funny papers.